Welcome back, guys, to the Backbeat Podcast. Um, so happy to be back. Um, today, we're super, super excited uh, to be chatting to none other than beloved Australian artist, actor, producer, writer, and now TikToker, <laughs> Ben Lee. Um, hello. If you're a if you're a TikTok addict uh, like Jamil and myself, you might have seen Ben pop up on your for you page, either uh, advocating for public health, uh, promoting his latest single and video, uh, slandering cherry filled chocolate bars, and uh, ultimately saving Australia from itself. Ben Lee, welcome. Oh, what a, what an intro, man! That was awesome. We've done our digging. We've done yeah. our digging. <laughs> I like I like that you didn't name cherry ripe specifically. Are you, are you a there are other culprits out there? There are other culprits. Repercussions. Yeah, we need from to save ourselves. We need to save ourselves a sponsorship because clearly we're their you know their main concern. Exactly. Oh my yeah. god! I've just had a delivery arrive at the door. I will be one second. It's cherry ripe for everyone. Coming for me. Okay, I'm back. I now have an above toilet shelf. Yay me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's get into it. Alrighty. Okay, so. Born for this bullshit from the album coming out June next year, I think it is. Um, I'm fun. What is that title? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, as you get older, and you look back at your life and you realize, like, you try and figure out what story is being told here by my unconscious mind, mm. you know, because I look at all the choices I've made and why I've done things I've done. And, you know, like, we all have that. You look back at your relationships and your jobs and your choices. You're like, who am I? Yeah. Why am I, why am I doing this? And I kind of realized that, like, I've sort of always just followed whatever sounded fun at the time. And as a result, and that can be, that can also be like heavy things, you know, that can be political activism that can be getting in, you know, confrontation if, if, Mm. if it's necessary, but ultimately I look at, so there's that side of it of going, okay, what's the compass? What's been the compass? I think fun is a big part of the compass, but also having lived a life in which, I have allowed myself to have a compass that is not purely dictated by capitalism, Mm -hmm. right? Like actually does make me fun. It makes me a fun person to have at a dinner party. It makes Mm -hmm. me a fun person to talk to on a podcast because you can (laughs) talk about more than just about, well, and then I produced this song and it's, I hoped it was a hit and it, it went to number 17 in the charts. And then I, you know, like the corporate side of everything, yeah. you know, it's like ultimately sort of boring. Like I like success. I love making money when I make it. I love, um, I'm a competitive person. I like to do well in things, but I don't think ultimately at the end of the day, they're going to be the things I look back on and say, that's what made my life interesting. Mm-hmm. So so it's kind of like going like, it's like a little bit of, it's got a little swagger in it. You know what I mean? It's like like an insult to people that I, I sometimes <laughs> say. I got from, you know, Jen Kirkman, this comedian who I'm friends with, who I really like. Anytime she gets like a heavy, like anti-feminist, like, 
just awful person like writing to her on Twitter. Oh. She always responds, you seem fun. Yeah. And I thought it was so good. That's all you need. It's all you need. You're fun at dinner parties. It was like her, it was like her line, like you seem fun. And then I read, and then I read, you know what? I am like the opposite of that. I actually am fun. Yeah. It felt like if you want to throw a party, like ultimately all of my albums, they're always collaborative. Even if I'm, working on them totally on my own I always try and have interesting people be part of them and bring their ideas and their they teach me things through the way they work and all of that if you want to be a good party host you have to be fun yeah and you have to have good invitation out there you know so I just it was just my way of like going like hey I'm fun you know by the way if, if the phone <laughs> rings and it's me answer it it'll be fun, yeah. fun. Right, would anyone screen a call for you I mean really Uh, too fun too fun for me today i don't need it today you know what's interesting there's a lot of like i'm not going to name any names but there's a lot of tough tough guy rockers oh yeah that that are i'm friends with Mm. and they know i'm fun (laughs) but they wouldn't publicly do something with me they wouldn't associate. You know, they wouldn't like do like a public like collaboration yeah. or something. Um, because they're be, honestly the reason is because they're less fun. It, obviously, and because yeah. they they're protecting their brand as an incredibly streamlined thing. Yeah. Whereas my vibe is eclectic, mm-hmm. and I can I can have tough people I can have sensitive people I can have whatever they could they're all welcome in my party you know but so it's interesting to realize that like in the beginning I was a bit insulted by that realizing like there are certain people who would love to like have a beer with me and have a chat at a party and we'll get you know but when it's like hey you want to play guitar on this or something they're like gotta protect my core audience um and I've sort of come to realize in the beginning I was a little bit insulted or embarrassed or something and then I realized like it's truly their loss because if you work with such tight parameters that it's almost like high school, that like you can't be seen with one person because yeah. it'll affect your image. Or And it's also like, do you remember like um, I remember being attracted to girls that were like some girls that were just like, I don't mean physically sexy, but just like they were like hot, like yeah. as people. They were just like hot. You're like, I want to be around hot, you. Hot, weird people. <laughs> that, like, you didn't know what that, how that was going to reflect, you know, especially in high school. It's yeah. like there are certain people that, like, you could not admit you were attracted to because it was like socially it would be suicide. Um, but that's kind of the name of the game, you know what I mean? It's like, um, like I think owning as you get older that, like, follow the vibe, man, follow the fun. Who cares what people think? It's going to be it's going to be cool if if you're having fun and it's cool, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, feel like, I feel like people doing that now, like new artists, younger artists that are doing that now, are honestly finding more success, you know? More people want to engage with those types of artists, those relatable artists. I was about to say, it's a sense to of relatability. Themselves, totally. themselves, put themselves out there, make fun of themselves. I don't know, be human. Yeah. Well, the you rules know? have all changed too. Like when I was younger, everything was tribal because it was so hard to get music mm. that if you had worked hard enough to find a Dinosaur Junior record, <laughs> then if someone else had one, you were going to be best friends. Yeah. Like <laughs> like based on the music you listen to. Whereas now, because it takes no effort, everyone has everything at their fingertips. Yeah. And the the good side of that is that the tribalism and the elitism has kind of disappeared. And most younger musicians I meet 
have very little elitism. Like all music is on the same playing field. Mm. And it's sort of like, yeah, I like that song by them. I like that. I like that. There's no sense of like proprietoriness, you know, with yeah. it. So I, I, I like that about where music has gone in that sense. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. I feel like I was um, having a conversation about that with someone the other day. It was just like people get so gatekeepy about their music tastes, um, and like like you say, it's 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 easier these days to not have that going on. But there's definitely a, a a culture of it still in some some areas where it's like, oh, you don't listen to heavy music. Who are you? Boring. <laughs> totally. And also boring. the fact that like now we, um, I think there's so much more transparency about what the world and the entertainment industry is like, Mm. you know, it had so much mystery before that you have to give it up for people that survive within it. Mm. Even if you don't fully connect with their work. Like the example I always give is Taylor Swift, who I'm actually not a huge, everyone I know loves her music. Like the coolest people, they all love it. And I'm like, it's not really for me, but, but I think she is a fantastic CEO. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like this is a person who is running a company at a massive level with a brilliant sense of playfulness, strategy, intention. Um, She had to go through that whole process of politicizing herself and the Mm. risk that that took with her fan base. And I'll, I think it's also like, okay to, to realize that like, you don't have to like everything because it's not as tribal anymore. It's like what she has to offer me and she does inspire me. Mm-hmm. But it's not with her records. It's with the way she handles her career. Yeah, and I think we're more open. We're probably young people, young musicians now are way more savvy about the industry. Oh. And so I think partly they look at people like Taylor Swift and they go, damn, I mean, she's doing what she wants to do. And that is, that is inspiring. Yeah. Respect. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I feel like platforms like TikTok as well have really helped with that, like the re- the relatability, bringing down that wall of like professional and personal and artists, you know, they are giving more of themselves to people, you know. They're showing sides that they might not usually have because that's what people do on TikTok. They just share. Like, mm. They dump whatever they want on there and <laughs> I think that's really awesome. I love it. I love seeing yeah, artists we being ask- weird. It's- yeah, and artists now like we ask more in a way of the audience. Yeah. We give more and we ask more. Like, it's funny when I, um, it's more two way. Yeah. Like of... I, uh, when I, I tweeted the video out the other day when it came out and then I was just sort of like, this should have been shared a little more. And so I just retweeted. I said, Hey friends, help me out. This shit ain't going to retweet itself. <laughs> yeah. and, and it was cool, man. All these people who liked it were like, Oh, cool. He's asking. <laughs> I you know. know. And, and Amanda Palmer is really good with that. Like she, she's someone who, understands she did a whole ted talk on asking mm. and um because she was a street performer and i think the ability to ask as an as a performer is actually quite vulnerable and quite difficult um mm. to do but artists now do they do ask more of their mm-hmm. audience i found it really interesting because like the reason that we first it was like a goal to get you on here for the last like month because <laughs> i saw you tweet saying that you wanted to get onto podcasts to subvert mainstream media i think was the way you put it um and, and self-promote and self-promote yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> single and subvert mainstream media let's, and not, I was let's like, not make me too magnanimous <laughs> you know <laughs> but like as soon as i saw that i made us a twitter account 
to get in contact. Oh, that was me. And then we got like a PR email or whatever for the for the single, and I was like, Emily, Emily, this is it. And she's like, you're in the right place. Yeah. But like even well, that. I, I love I, I love doing podcasts, and I also feel that um, you know, it was actually. I was once in an ayahuasca ceremony where I was um, very like attached to an album I put out at that point doing well conventionally, you know, whether it was, I don't know, whether it was radio plays or album sales, there was something I was in. And the message I got loud and clear during the ceremony was share your psyche. That's all you have to do. Songs are one way you do it. Videos are one way, podcasts, social media, like ultimately what we're talking about is artistic generosity that if you are someone who is withholding and doesn't give whatever you have to the audience because you have a very specific defined way that you want to see things play out, Mm. that's kind of bullshit. You know what I mean? Like what's more interesting is like you'll often find that artists have like a really interesting career but then they write a memoir later in their life that actually helps more people yeah. than the music did at the yeah, time. Yeah. Like yeah. you can't control what's going to help people. You just have to be a generous, like kind of giving machine. Yeah. And in whatever way it's possible, you put it out there and you can't be the judge of. You can't control what, how it's perceived. Yeah, and, the, and you can't yeah. control what, like say, I need you to, to, I need you to validate me in terms of album sales. <laughs> it's, it's just not like that. It's not like no. that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask what it gave. Um, so you actually wrote Born for This Bullshit in 2019, is that right? Yeah. Um, which I thought was really funny. I was quite surprised because when I heard it, I just instantly thought, oh, pandemic song, you know, just from the theme. So I was like, pandemic song. But um, obviously it was written before this whole shitstorm. Um, so I'd love to know what the original intentions were behind the song compared to how it's being received by people now. You know, it's really, I feel like it'd be interesting, yeah. Well, I mean, firstly, I think writing pandemic songs that were never intending to be pandemic songs is kind of becoming my forte. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but I, I it's uh, the same with a lot of artists at the moment yeah, as well. Yeah, but that song... Um, was sort of about like kind of about show business, really. Mm-hmm. Like I was thinking about the punches that you take as an artist. And mm-hmm. then, man, you got to take your hits. You know what I mean? It's like it's brutal. Like you work really hard on things that can just be totally ignored. Yeah. And then you have to decide whether it's worse to be ignored or rejected because <laughs> they both <laughs> happen, you know. Yeah. Um, and and what is it, the spirit, the like indomitable spirit in artists that makes you want to just keep doing it? And it's funny, like there's certain types of musicians who stop if it isn't received the way they want to. Yeah. And I've just never been like that. I've always been like, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm going to keep doing this. And, you know, so I was thinking about that side of myself. And then I was thinking a lot about like climate change, right? And how if you just look at the statistics, if you're really dry with show business or with climate change, you would never try to fix anything. Mm. You wouldn't even do it. You wouldn't make another album. You wouldn't have a conversation about carbon capture. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do it because it's like the odds are stacked against you. So what is the type of personality that is solution oriented and can handle the battlefield? Cause you have to be on the battlefield while you're trying to 
learn the rules of the battle. I mean, it's yeah. it's incredibly complex. Um, and I just one day was like, that's me. I'm born for this bullshit. <laughs> and it was like, it's very simple. So I really just wanted Brilliant. to write a song about about the swagger that you need <laughs> in order to keep going each day. But what it came to mean, I think, more for people is that that same type of swagger that an artist needs to make 20 albums and mm. put them out one of the other is not that different to the type of swagger someone needs during a pandemic to get out of bed. Yeah. yeah. You yes. know, and it just felt like a universal feeling, I guess. Oh, we've oh, been given our five-minute warning already. <gasps> what? Oh, I th- oh. Really? Oh, I, I think we can go a little bit hour. longer. Let's go a little bit longer. There, <laughs> okay, that's, you said that, not me. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we'll try and smash through some things then. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I talk a lot. Sometimes you might not get all the oh, questions. That's why I was so <laughs> worried because I, I know that you have so much to say and we want more yeah. time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'll just jump forward then. Um, on a mention of social media, you mentioned the ayahuasca thing earlier. Um, there's been things, people responding to tweets and stuff, saying things like, I wish I had taken magic mushrooms to meet you or I'm getting M- Molly Meldrum on shrooms vibe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, like, just watching the the video, the new video, I was struggling to watch it and keep track of everything and I was sober. Um, <laughs> I loved the video. I loved it so much. It's intense. It's so intense. Where was that? what was the like the the basis for your video how did you go about going this is what I want it to be (laughs) it wasn't that kind of thing it was so Byron Spencer yeah um who directed it I'd seen some of his work he did the last Genesis Owusu video that was really good and I'd seen him do like installations more to do with like the fashion world and stuff and um and I just as I started following him on Instagram and just checking out everything he did I was like I want this shit mainlined into my veins. Whatever this guy's doing, I want to be part of it. And, um, you know, his stuff is actually a bit more transgressive. This is actually kind of safe for him. Yeah, um, right. his, his normal stuff is like pretty, it can be kind of like more sexually explicit or edgy yeah. or whatever. And I just said, look, what I tap into with what he does is that it's childlike, it's colourful, it's psychedelic, it's, it's more is more, you know. And so, and then on top of all that, we were shooting, trying to get this video done in the middle of like the height of the Sydney lockdown. Yeah. And so it all had to be post-production heavy because basically aside from shooting like my face, there wasn't that much. We couldn't get a big crew together and locations and all of that. So, um, so then I, I brought up the idea of Elf Yourself. Do you remember those videos? Yes, yeah, that's so. the first thing I thought of, the yeah. Jib Jab videos. Yeah. So that was, I, I said to Byron, I was like, have you ever seen those Elfie videos? And he said, I love that. And he basically, he basically concocted it. But it was funny, the nude, the nudity. Yeah. Um, even like a few days before the video, he said, look, just double checking. You guys are cool with the body being nude. And I was like, oh, I sort of hadn't, I said, I sort of hadn't thought about that. And then he was like, I think it's gonna be really good. And I was like, I trust you, man. Let's just do this. So that was it. You know? It worked. It worked. It was like. I'm vulnerable, but like yeah. also born for the bullshit. I wanted it to be kind of like, you know, have you ever had like a sexual dream about somebody that you'd never thought of in that way? Yeah. And yes. then the next time you bump into them, you feel really like shy. People are definitely <laughs> having that response to you right now. I've yeah. seen so many posts on social media. They're like, I didn't know I was, you know, sexually attracted to Ben Lee, but here An we are. An awakening is happening. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, that's that's what's interesting about. Um, I think that's what's interesting about sexuality in general. That we live in such a like. It's like so prescriptive, like what we're meant to find sexy and not. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting that I can go. I know for me. Like, look, I've always done all right with the ladies. Like, it's oh, that's okay. But it's always come from my personality and my mind, you know? So mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I can actually put this head on a traditionally sexy body and I can give this other vision of sexuality and what's sexy. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, yeah. and it sort of just plays with it all. And I think all of that stuff about traditionally in rock and roll, all of that gender bending and playing with sexuality and what's okay and what isn't and what's sexy and what's uncomfortable. Like that's rock and roll's meant to do that, you know, and it's really the perfect avenue to do that. That's like, it's like what Madonna's always done, you know, just being like, let me test the limits of what's okay. Yeah. It's, you got to push it somewhere or you're not going to make moves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One, one thing that me and Jamil were talking about, um, just on the topic of especially your TikTok videos um, talking about COVID, um, public health, getting vaccinated. Um, we were talking about how, in general, the language and the emotion that people on all sides of the COVID-19 vaccination situation are using. Um, and then listening to some of your recent interviews and your TikToks, it's really refreshing to hear a, a perspective and someone talking about it without coming off as quite condescending or being on an offense or a defensive side. Like it's just, it's factual, it's collected, it's, and it's non-divisive, which I think a, a lot of people aren't really doing. It's- That's very nice to say. I mean, I think I, 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 I want to be more like that. I think I have been, I have had people, friends of mine say that they've felt that who would consider themselves anti-vaxxers who mm. feel that I've had to kind of take a bit of a hard line with that and say, look, I tolerate you having a difference of opinion, but yeah. I can't respect it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, but I think in general, it makes me confident knowing that I don't have to be able to explain vaccines. Like yeah. I think yeah. one of the, one of the things that's like people feel a lot of pressure is like, oh, my God, I have to understand the whole science of vaccination and epidemiology. And I'm like, dude, I didn't understand any of it. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is I've got to trust someone in this. Yeah. And yeah. in general, I think every time I've gone to the doctor in my life and they've given me a prescription for medication, I've taken it. Yeah. And it's never not worked out. <laughs> you know, like, like if I had a throat infection, it went away. I'm it's like, kind of like in, they do their job. <laughs> my experience is that the medical profession, I understand there is this thing with big pharma and yeah. it's a big business and I, I get all of that. But I'm not, when I, the people I've sought guidance from are not pharmaceutical industry professionals. Mm. I've basically exclusively talked to just nurses and, mm-hmm. and my doctor, like, I talked to Georgia Mack. I talked to my wife's cousin, Abby, who's in Queens and she's a nurse. And they're like super punk rock people who are just like, yeah, it's vaccines. We just take them. They yeah. work. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm kind of like, why do I need to make this my problem? Like, 
if it comes out in 20 years that where all our babies are being born with four heads, Sick. we're going to be like, wow, Shit. Those, nurses, those nurses gave me some bad advice. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not taking it on as my personal thing that I have to be the voice of reason in. I'm no. just saying like, I'm trusting these guys. You guys can do whatever you want, you know? Yeah, it's, you it's so frustrating, frustrating to just see people trying to be the head of this side of the argument. This is right. This is what we need to do. It's just not how to conversation start a goes. conversation. Yeah. yeah, it's not how to communicate. It's not how to do you guys, come together. Do you, do you guys follow Abby Chatfield on TikTok? Yes. yes. Yeah, she's doing some amazing she's stuff. She's great. I mean, she's much more hostile, but she's um, yeah. well, yeah. but it's just, yeah. but she's, but she's funny too. Yeah. And I think, I think it's important to maintain. A it's system. lighthearted. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm mindful of time, so we'll just get the last couple questions in. Um, we were listening to the I Swear I Never podcast that you did recently as well with uh, News.com girls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I kind of I was listening to it just last night and I found that you actually have quite a soothing talking voice, which I really enjoyed. Oh. Um, and you clearly have a lot to Maybe talk I'll about. Maybe I'll move into ASMR. Well, we were, I was, my question <laughs> is you've, you've taken to various social media and posting <laughs> platforms and everything like that. Could we expect a Ben Lee podcast? You know, I, I did this limited podcast with Max Quinn that we actually just yeah. taped a new we just did an update avert last night we did a new episode of oh, cool. um i'm totally open to it I, I just think that in life all of the best things come through invitation and you know if there's a moment where someone from like one of these companies writes to me and says hey we've got an idea do you want to do this i'm totally open to entertaining it i just haven't yet had something that I feel like I so desperately, I, I have so many opportunities to get things off my chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I've not yet been to the point with like, Oh, I need a podcast, man. I just, <laughs> end, you know. but, but I, I do like, I do think there's something to like having conversations with interesting people and being a curator yep. of, um, of culture in that way, but yep. yeah, it hasn't come together in any firm way. I just feel like there's so much, like, again, with the time limits, there's so many more things that we want to get into. And I know that you've definitely got opinions well, we on can it. Do, we can do a follow-up at some point. <laughs> yeah, know? well, I'll, yeah. I'll be in the... It's only it's only busy just right at the moment because of, of the single release. There's so much to do. But yep. in general, I'm always up for having a chat. We'll be know? in your DMs then. <laughs> All right, well, maybe just to finish things off then, um, we'd love to know uh, who your top three Aussie acts are at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I'll just tell you the three things that are just lighting me up. Mm. Um, Everything Georgia Mac's doing, both Camp Cope and the solo stuff, she's about to put out a single called Joe Rogan. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. It's like my my favourite song of the year. Amazing. Um, And I I just think, I really do think, you know, she said to me once, she's like, I want to be Australia's Lady Gaga. And I was like, you are. You are. It's like that is inevitable. That is destiny. And I just think she's brilliant. Um, I think Amel and the Sniffers are much needed. Mm-hmm. And I think um, both in a sense that they pay tribute to a certain history in Australian mm. rock culture yep. that is cool. You yeah. know, I think it's really important. And I, I like them. They're keeping it alive, but doing it with a fresh approach and an inclusive approach that's not like macho and you know it's like really Mm. cool and um i love dreaming now um neil morris who's a um, first nations um rapper but he's also more than that he's a songwriter and he plays guitar and everything he's been doing i've been really inspired by in general i would say um i've been hugely inspired by just 
First Nations voices in culture. And I, I think it's like, it's something I feel like I missed growing up. Mm. Like when I was in school, like we had um, this guy, he was an Aboriginal elder called, I think it was Burnham Burnham. And he came to our school and taught like some basics about dreaming and things like that. But, but I just think the cultural voices, you know, and that is a huge part of what I'm loving about TikTok. Yeah. And I would, and, and I would just recommend to people if you are on any of these social media platforms to deliberately diversify your algorithm. Yeah. Like yeah. seek yes. out all you have to do is go and click follow yeah. on 10 or 15 accounts from voices that would not that the algorithm wouldn't assume you'd be interested in. Yeah. And you will start finding a multitude of stuff coming at you. And I think um it's interesting because being like a 43-year-old white male, mm-hmm. I think the algorithm makes assumptions about me. Some of them are correct. I do love stoner humor. <laughs> Some of those are correct. I do want to see, I do want to see my Norm McDonald's clips and Will Ferrell and everything like that. But I also want, I want to see indigenous voices, not just in Australia, from around the world. I, I want to see like things that challenge my sense of, you know, what yeah. my little world is. So so it's just like something I think we've got to be a bit proactive about. And yeah. it's it's also a form of activism as a social media user because you are then feeding information to the algorithms and to the platforms that they're going to use to feed to other people yeah. who are like you. So I just think it's really important and I'm really grateful for that. I yeah, think a similar, thing, agree. A similar yeah. thing was said by someone else in people asking as a white person um, how we can understand and educate ourselves without having to ask someone to tell us these things like it's not their job to educate us and that was exactly what they suggested was going and following like 20 accounts of indigenous users and and it will just become part of your you know your daily input kind of thing yeah, yeah. and and you know hot take just because someone's indigenous doesn't mean you're going to agree with them yeah like yeah you're going to find some accounts you like some you don't yeah. and that's it's it's almost like a type of like reverse racism if you go every word is sacred that comes out yeah. of someone's mouth. It, <laughs> yeah. But, but you're, you're opening up and you're considering it and you're thinking about it. And I think as Australians, we should just be thinking about this stuff more and asking yeah. these questions. So yeah, 100%. it's pretty, pretty inspiring. Yeah, Amazing. a lot of people probably take that literally like, oh, we need to do everything they do, agree with everything they do, mm. and that's just absolutely not Well, it. it's, it's not, not a the case. Linear, there's not one way. It's like as a Jewish person, there's like a multitude of ways that Jewish people feel about, say, Israel yeah. or about, you know, it's like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of scale in that. And I, I just think it's like um, that's part of honouring people is also recognising that there's, there are many levels to opinions and politics and, you know, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, all right. Well, I think we have to wrap up now. Um, thank you so much, Ben, for coming on. Um, his latest single, uh, Born For This Bullshit, is out now. Go check it out. Watch the video. It's sick. Um, album's expected next year in June. Super excited for that. Um, and I would honestly just highly recommend everyone go and follow Ben on TikTok. He's super entertaining, super funny, super informative. super informative um, is the word (laughs) yes Um, and I think his content is just the perfect mix of what people need right now funny informative good good stuff awesome guys thank you thank you so much cheers see ya bye see ya
Okay. Yay! Sick. That was Ben Lee. He's sick. That was Ben Lee. <laughs> We're definitely going to have to get into his DMs and get him on when things calm down and he can chat for a longer, you know, a proper chat. Um, Our birthday's coming up, guys. Our birthday's coming up. <laughs> We're nearly two years old. We are. How cute. Um. What, gonna, a, what a roller coaster. Yeah. Well, we're going to be having – oh, phone. I think we're going to be having a little bit of a formatting change on the website. Um, yes. We'll just, I suppose, dribble that in now. Um, we just don't have 12 hands and brains to, you know, run this whole thing separately, every, every facet of the website and the – publication um so we are unfortunately likely going to be cutting down on our news posting and press releases and things um Mm -hmm. to focus primarily on actual episodes and and um more featured uh articles and things like that um that being said it does allow us a lot more energy and time to put towards even better episodes and everything like that yeah exactly 100 percent um, and like we like we absolutely did enjoy you know uh working as a bit of a publication mm. for a moment like we it was great it allowed us to network so many with connections. so many different people yeah, yeah that we maybe first wouldn't have thought of yeah. or thought to consider cuz like who are we just two gals yeah. talking talking about shit um <laughs> and doing that definitely gave us some amazing opportunities but um Obviously, burnout happens. Mm. Work, work happens. Life happens. Yeah, and we really just want to focus on um, doing what we came here to do, and that's chatting to sick people. Yeah, and and ideally, we can know, yeah. we can get back to the topics that we really wanted to start with because the, being doing a lot of promotional work, it has become very. Um, like the interviews have become more commercially based and I think we'd like to get more of the the deeper stuff like with Ben Lee. What we'd like to chat about is, you know, some more behind-the-scenes personal um, yes. stuff um, and it would just yeah, be yeah. really interesting to get different people's perspectives on some more in-depth topics and things rather than just, hey, this is my single because while we love doing that and obviously we want to promote local music, that's what we're about, we'd love to have the freedom to to explore a bit further than that. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to do that in the coming episodes. Yeah, definitely, episodes. definitely in definitely in the thick of um of the pandemic. Mm. It just got tough thinking of like what what can we possibly talk about that's not just oh the new single and oh COVID's happening. Yes, yeah. I think everyone's a little bit a bit tired. <laughs> was, I know I am a bit. It was tired exhausting. Yeah, of hearing about COVID and having that same conversation and it's just never ending um and that's the reality but if we can serve as an escape almost that'd be sick (laughs) to just think about other things Mm -hmm. um yeah we'd love to work on that a bit so yeah we'll probably be quite uh, like a lot less inact a lot less active that's the word um on the news front on the website um but if you want to have a really like serious chat about ayahuasca or <laughs> or <laughs> mental health or um, maybe you've got some deep, deep, dirty stories about the back, back side of the industry, I don't know. That's what we came here for originally two years ago and we'd love to get back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, we want so, to talk about real stuff with yep. real people, yep. you know. 
And then so hit us up. If you're a real person, send if us you're a, a real person, I'm a real boy. <laughs> I'm a real boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, because we it feels so good getting back into everything. I yeah. think we've got a second or I don't know a fifth wind. <laughs> <laughs> And we keep saying um, we'll, be back, we'll be back we'll be back and then no yeah. here we are it's okay yeah but uh, yeah I think we've definitely um, I don't know honed in on okay yep no this is what this is what we want to do mm-hmm. and we've got a lot of interesting people coming up that we are chatting to mm-hmm. which I think is people that are probably going to give us something different than what we've gotten in past episodes no shade no shade to the no, previous oh, absolutely not shade just you know different um goals not just not just music stuff we we want to talk life yep yeah yep um and talk shit you know yeah we're not, very seri- we're not that serious oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah we'll um we're working yeah. on it yeah and we're loving uh, it, it- Stay tuned. Exciting things coming. <laughs> Big things coming. <laughs> Every second episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I can't not. Um, but this was a this was a super super fun episode. Ben is such a bright, I don't know, mm. a bright person. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know, full of life. Yeah. Which is what amazing to see. Yes. There's been too many times this year where I've had no life in me. Boy. But yeah, I just lost track of um my thought train there, but um We'll see how things go over the next few months. Everyone take care of themselves. It's a little bit weird at the moment. It's getting less weird though. You know? Yeah. And we can all do it. Oh, geez, I just absolutely yeeted a Hot Wheels car across the room. <laughs> <laughs> I, had it. I, was, I was fiddling with it in my hands, like that whole interview, just to like keep myself focused. And I just <laughs> sorry. Um. <laughs> that's so fun. specifically a Hot Wheels car too. That's fucking hilarious. Wait, we just what were we just talking about? We're saying goodbye, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping that in. I will speak that. <laughs> I have a um, I have a mystery van Hot Wheels. Oh my god, sick! Yeah, Scooby Doo, and I have a Beetle, like my car. I feel like this one's really iconic. Like I feel like I definitely had this when the I flames. was ten. Yeah, I found it, I found it in the reject shop and I bought it for Amy because yeah, why why not? <laughs> Did she look love yes. it? Yes. I think I think yeah. I um it was one of her birthdays and I did like a big care package and it was just one of the fun little things I chucked in before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, oh, alright. Um Gabby's got the silly we'll so. goodbyes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um yeah, next episode we'll if we do things in the order we're expecting to, we'll be moaning Lisa Ooh. from I think it was Canberra. Yes. Um very exciting. They've been doing They've been getting their name out there quite a bit lately. Mm-hmm. Um, Doing some fun so stuff. So, yeah, we'll, um, we'll see you guys next week at this point with Moaning Lisa. Um, it's going to be interesting chatting to them. I'm not sure specifically who we're talking to yet within the band. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but we will we will see and yeah we'll see you around next time in the, in um, the, thanks for listening yeah, in the meantime go check out uh, Ben Lee's new song Born for This Bullshit check him out on TikTok yeah. he's fucking hilarious he's yep. keeping me going um, and so much media drama bless his heart bless his heart <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening amazing we'll see you guys later bye This bullshit